Welcome to the All or Something Living Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Kepler, and this podcast is all about ditching black and white thinking and exploring the gray areas of health, happiness, and everything in between. If you're ready to feel empowered and inspired, then let's get to it. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 72 of the All or Something Living podcast. Today we're going to talk about the reason why I'm taking a step back from running club. I want to preface this entire episode just by saying that I take full responsibility for my experiences here. If somebody... um, If somebody upsets me or if I feel triggered by something, I don't put it on them. I recognize that it's my own personal experience and depending on where I am in my life and my journey, sometimes I just won't click with other people or other other experiences. So the running club that I go to is amazing. All of the people are wonderful. Everyone's been so wonderful and friendly. I just have different reasons for taking a step back that I'll share in this episode. And another reason that I'm sharing this with you is so that you can kind of take a walk through my mindset with me. And hopefully it teaches you some lessons on how to navigate just exercise in general, and then also how to recognize when something in your life isn't serving you and what you can do about it. So First of all, I want to talk about why I started going to running club in the first place, because I'm literally in this episode going to walk you through my entire thought process of why I started going to running club in the first place, what my experience was in the beginning, where I noticed my experience start to shift, why I decided that it was time to take a break and where I'm headed now and what all those lessons taught me and then how those lessons can benefit you. So First of all, I started going to running club. I actually recorded an episode a few episodes back where I talked all about my journey. And this is at a time where running club was really working for me and it was going really awesome. And I was having a blast and just really enjoying it every week and looking forward to it. So I started going to running club really as an quote unquote accountability group for me running, getting ready to run my first half marathon. So running half marathon was on my bucket list for a really long time. I never thought I would actually make it happen, especially because I, when I was running all the time in, um, when I was in the air force, I was running all the time and I started getting a lot of back pain. And so I just, I had to take a step back from running because it was painful on my body. And so I got into other things like weightlifting So I decided last year I was ready to challenge myself in a new way. I signed up for my first half marathon without even starting training. And so I knew, you know, it was time to get on it. And when I went to go buy some running shoes at this local running store, I, um, and I'll tell you the name of it. It's Red Rock Running Company. It's a, it's a really great running store in Las Vegas. I highly recommend it for all your shoe purchases and they have a lot of good equipment there. And again, like I said, those people, especially the staff there are like family to me. So I love them over there. Um, but I was getting some shoes and I, one of the guys that was helping or that he was working there at the time, I think he was working the register or something. Um, he 
told me about that they have this running group that meets at the time it was every Thursday night or Tuesday night at 6 p.m. And, you know, he's like, you should come. And so I was like, yeah, sure. And from then on, I was going like religiously every week. I rarely missed a week unless I was sick or I missed the week right before my half marathon. Um, And then, of course, the week of the marathon and the week after So I was really, really, that's the reason why I wanted to go initially was just to challenge myself and to help train for my half marathon. So at first my experience was really good. As I said, it challenged me in a really good way, not just physically, but mentally. And every time that I went to running club, it was like a new level of a mental challenge where it was, I spent half of the run just like, you know, trying to really talk myself into continuing to go even when I felt tired. And that taught me a lot of lessons when it came to, you know, because last year was the first year I was back in college and last semester was probably the hardest semester. This semester now is the next, it's even harder, but it was the hardest semester I had had up to that point. And so I really needed the mental challenge and just, you know, working on my business. I always need something that's going to remind me that when things get hard, that's not always a sign to quit. Um, it sometimes can be, which we'll talk about later. Um, and, and not necessarily hard. There's a difference, but anyway, I'll go over that later. Um, but so I felt like it challenged me in a good way. I felt like every week I was progressing. We were running at the time because I joined in the summertime. We were running in 110 degree weather, which I never, ever saw myself doing, but I did. And so I was just so proud of the way that I was challenging myself and continuing to grow. Again, I did it for the accountability and just for the built-in family. There was, you know, the guy that I said, um was the one who told me about the running club in the first place. He was always there. He, he encouraged me. He greeted me. He just made me feel like I was included because a lot of, one of the problems that I had with running club was that, well, first of all, I didn't bring my own friends because I, when I'm working out, I really like to get in the zone. So sometimes I just liked to go and just get my run in and leave. And a lot of people had their friends and family and it's, it was very, it's, or it is very, not clicky, but very like family oriented. Like you're either like in or you're just kind of there. And a lot of times more often than not, I felt like I was there unless I had that person or the staff that would welcome me and, and make me feel included, which there were a lot of them. Um, but then something happened. First of all, I finished the half marathon. I completed it. And I started to get, well, even during the half marathon, I started to get some pain in my hip flexors in the joint there on both sides. I started feeling that pain every time I ran, which I've never felt in my entire life. And I've been exercising consistently my entire life since I was 15. So it's nothing, you know, new. It's not like a soreness from, from not being used to working out. Just, I think I may have injured myself or overused because I didn't train for hills. And basically this half marathon was like a hike marathon. It was all uphill. And so I started to feel pain in my hip flexors about mile two into the half marathon, but I just kept going anyway and finished it. And then afterwards, every time I ran, I felt that pain. And 
So here's where it started. So they moved locations. The store moved locations. When I went to their new location for my first run over there, I had found out that the guy that um, that I had always connected with there didn't work there anymore. And so I already kind of felt like an outsider. Um, and then I started to kind of just mention to people how like some of the people, like some of the staff and some of the regulars, just not really like, well, first of all, I was asking one of the guys for advice on what to do with the pain or, and if he thought that it could have been an injury. And then after a run, I was just mentioning that, like kind of complaining that my hip flexors were hurting and someone else stepped in. So, so it started when everyone, like, it seemed like everyone that I talked to and reached out to that was like, I was trying to get an answer for this, um, when I really should have just gone to the doctor, but I was trying to get an answer for it. And everyone was like, Oh, it's normal to have pain. We're runners. Like we're always in pain. And, and I was like, what? (laughs) I don't want that. I like, why would you want to keep running if you know that it's harming your body? That's what I was thinking. So I had already known at that point that I wanted to probably take a step back from running, but I just felt like they had a sort of no excuse mentality of you just run through the pain anyway. And I didn't know if that was like a thing in the runner's community, because I don't know if I really feel like I'm part of the runner's community to begin with. I always kind of felt like an outsider in that way. And I feel like they see me as an outsider because I'm not like an, I guess you could say avid runner, but anyway, then there was this one girl, like I said, she, I, I guess was a regular starting at the new store cause I had never seen her before. But when I was complaining about my hip flexors, she started just giving me a ton of advice, telling me that, um, again, that it's normal to have pain. And she's like, you're, it's just cause you're not used to exercising and all this stuff. And I was just like, what? <laughs> and I, of course I was polite, but I just was like, kind of, what does she mean? You know, what do you mean? What do you mean by I'm not used to working out? Like, what do you know about me? You don't know anything about me and you're making all these assumptions. But again, I just was like, Oh, cool. Yeah. Thanks for the advice. Thanks for the stretches, blah, blah, blah. But I went home and I was just like, fuck this. Um, and so I took a break. I took the next four weeks off of running completely because a friend of mine from, from college who actually is a personal trainer and she was very, she's run marathons and half marathons. And she actually listened to my pain points and was like, yeah, that's not normal. Um, she's like, sometimes I have been in that sort of pain and I had to take breaks from running and yeah, it really sucked, but it was worth it, you know, in the end. So she gave me more helpful advice than anyone had. So I took four weeks off and, uh, got back into it. Actually, it was it happened to be when Jason got home. So he agreed to go with me to a few of the runs. And um, thankfully, I didn't have any more pain when I went back. But I don't know, it's just the vibe had changed. The The crowd that was going was much bigger at this group. And I prefer smaller, more intimate crowds or at this location. And then even the trail, like, you know, the path obviously had to change because the location changed. I didn't like it as much. A lot of it's like kind of hard on your joints and uncomfortable. And, and then I just felt like this crowd was so much more competitive, um, 
this group was so much more competitive with their running. There were just a lot. And I think a lot of that, honestly, this is why I take responsibility for, for me and how I feel because I'm a competitive person. And I think that there were with a bigger crowd, there's so many faster runners. And I felt like, okay, I've been doing this for, I've been, and now I'm thinking about it only a few months and I'm expecting, so I'm expecting something out of myself that like I'm expecting I should be further along. I should be running faster. And because there's so many people that are faster than me, I'm feeling less than. And so it's not really good for my mental health to be comparing myself and and knowing how competitive that I can be in these environments. Then I think what really just started to get to me was when the, that same woman that I was talking about and this was only just a few weeks ago. We were just sitting there getting ready for the run and just hanging out. And she looked over at someone and she said, oh, I did Orange Theory this morning. And then I went and ran 10 miles. And now I'm here. <sighs> One day I'll be skinny. And she's this tall, thin woman. And and it's funny because a few weeks ago when she had looked at me and said, yeah, you're just not used to working out. She was like, I obviously look like somebody who works out. I go to Orange Theory every morning. And so it was just these comments from her that just trigger something within me, which it's funny because at first I was like, um, I was like, well, you know, I'm glad that I'm not, and I really am. I'm glad I'm not in the place that I was a few years ago, because if you know my background in disordered eating and body dysmorphia, this would have probably her comments probably would have set me back a lot further. But at first I was like, well, thank goodness I'm able to decipher the difference between body dysmorphia and people, you know, who have an unhealthy mindset. So I don't take that on for myself. But then the next day I noticed, I started to feel that like unhappiness with my body and that comparison to everyone else at running club. And, and I was like, you know what? (laughs) This just isn't working for me anymore. I'm dreading running club. I'm dreading the people that are there. I'm dreading seeing her every week. I'm dreading the moment that she passes me while we're running or I try to pass her and she speeds up. And um, there's even this little boy that runs with his dad and he, you know, doesn't really quite know how to pace himself yet. So he'll start running uh, or he'll run really fast and then kind of burn himself out like by mile two. And so I'll be just naturally passing him every run, but every time, like he'll be walking. And if I like go past him, he'll just run and like try and get past me again. And I've seen a few people that are like that, that don't like to be passed. And I'm just like, okay, you're really feeding into my competitive mentality here. And I just don't want to do that. I want this to be, I run because I feel like it's relaxing. I feel like when I'm running long distances and I have my headphones on, I get into this meditative state where it's like nothing else in the world exists. That's what I'm looking for when I'm running. It's not competition. It's not, uh, for pain. It's for purely enjoyment and to just move my body in a way that feels good. So Last week, it just hit me. I was like, you know what? I'm dreading this. And I was just thinking so much about that girl or that woman and just telling, you know, venting that story to so many people, um, including you. And I just realized that it it reminded me of when you stay in a bad relationship 
that you hold on to because you have this glimmer of hope that it's going to feel like it once did. You know, you look at the good things about it and I'm like, yeah, there's so many great things that I love that I loved about running club. It's been such a good thing for me, but I think for right now, it's time for me to recognize that I need to take a step back and shift my focus for a little bit. So am I quitting running club for good? Probably not. I think I just right now want to take a break. I'm sure I'll miss it at some point. Maybe I'll pop in for a few Thursdays here and there and say hi to everyone. But for now, I've decided to shift the focus over to a dance class I've started taking. And dance is another way of exercising that I love or even just moving my body. I dance no matter what, whether it's to exercise or not. I love especially live music. I love crowds where there's space to move around. And here at my closest gym, it's always so packed that the Zumba class I used to go to, I stopped going to that too, because it was like person to person. Like if I couldn't even lift my arms, it was so packed. So I have a friend on the other side of town in Vegas at one of the smaller gyms that I go to. And they have a, they have a really fun dance class. That's like modern dancing. And it's almost like, I don't know how to describe it. Like hip hop. Like, I feel like I'm in the club, but actually learning the moves that everyone knows. And you're wondering how everybody knows it. Like, did they watch a YouTube video or some shit? So, um, so I went to that class for the first time last week and it was so much fun. Like my friend who goes is this, um, this gay white man who is just so like, Oh my gosh, he got up on stage during um, the class because they this class this instructor also allows people to like teach different songs, and he's been going there for so long that he can get up on stage and teach songs now. So he was up there just killing it, and everyone was like, he was so in his element. I've never been more attracted to him, and not in like a sexual way, but just like in a friend, like person kind of way. You know, when someone's in their element, they're in their vibe, and they're doing what they're meant to be doing, and you just see that glow in them, and like it's like they transform in front of your eyes. That's how I felt about him. Like, and and like I said, the instructor was just so amazing. After everyone, he knew every, my friend knew everyone in the class. Everyone like just felt like actually a family that I was a part of this time. Afterwards, we like took pictures and the instructor was like, come on girl, like get in the picture. And everyone asked me, how did you like it? And so I, and I was like dancing. I didn't know the moves, but it didn't matter. I was dancing my ass off and I was just shaking my body. And every once in a while, like I'd throw in, you know, the correct move. I'm still learning the moves, but, but yeah, I was just like letting go. And I had this moment probably like halfway through class where it was like time stood still and I just froze or I froze in my head, not my body. I kept moving, but it was like time stood still. And it almost felt like euphoric. And I was like, man, this is, this is what it should feel like. This is what I'm missing from running club. And this is actually what I felt in the beginning of of running club at some points. And so to have this and to just be enjoying the process was really huge for me. And so needless to say, it's Thursday night as I'm recording this and I am going back to that dance class tonight. 
And I plan on going until it becomes something that I dread if it ever does. And and then I'll decide from there, is it time to move on to a spin class or something else? And you know what? That's what's so much fun about exercise is that there are so many different ways that you can move your body, so many different options, and it doesn't have to feel like torture. And if it does feel like torture and something that you're dreading, it's probably time to find something else. Uh, But I'm getting a little ahead of myself there. So the personal trainer friend I mentioned earlier in the episode, I was talking to her about this yesterday and, you know, she tells her clients that for at least 65% of the exercise that you do, you should be enjoying the process. Like at least 65% of it. I say, I told her, I think it should be more, but you should really be enjoying the process and not just like dreading it the whole time. And then at the end, you have that moment of, thank God it's over. I feel so good. I'm so glad I did that. Exercise can feel good throughout. And even when I lift weights, like, yeah, there's that burn, um, but I still am enjoying it because I have my music on, like I'm in the zone and when I'm in between sets and it's not burning, um, if it also feels pretty dang good. But other than that, even when I'm running, like I said, I'm if I'm like in the zone, in that meditative state, when I do sprints between some of my sets when I lift weights, my body just like, I can just feel my bo- my legs just stride out and they just want to go fast and my body takes over. And I just, all these feelings that I get from moving my body in a way that feels good is just so... It's hard to explain, but it's the reason that I've been able to consistently exercise for half of my life now. So all that being said, what are the lessons that you can learn from my experience? First of all, it's so important that you know the why for everything challenging, everything hard that you do in your life. Because if you have a strong, clear reason and clear reason for why you're doing what you do, then you're a lot more likely to follow through because again if you dread it then you're going to you're going to look for every excuse not to go and i remember it started to be like that for running club cuz at first i was like you know unless i'm sick i'm basically going but then i got to a point where i just like was ugh, i wanted to get out of it and then and then it, you'll just the habit's going to drop off eventually. So if you want to build sustainable habits and make sustainable change, you always have to know your why and you should always be reassessing your why again. Is this still working for me? Do I need to make adjustments? Do I need to completely change what I'm doing? The second lesson is that exercise is allowed to be enjoyable. And I think I really, really harped on that by now and that you should look forward to your workouts. And again, if you find yourself dreading your workouts, then it's time to reassess and experiment with something that you really do love. And like I said, there are so many options for what kind of personality type that you have, for whatever body type that you have, for whatever climate you live in, for you know your preferences for being indoors or outdoors. Like There is an app for that, in other words. And there really literally is an app to like, do different exercises and I'm subscribed to it as well. It's called the Active app. And I use that too when I'm doing home workouts. Like uh, every Wednesday, I don't go to the gym. I instead just do a at-home an at-home leg workout using a guided audio from the app that I subscribe to. Another lesson is that it's okay to create distance between yourself and others who you feel aren't 
good for your mental health. So I know I vented a lot about this woman. I'm sure she's an amazing, like she's so friendly and she's so nice. And I'm sure she's an amazing woman all around. And, you know, she just has this kind of hang up with her body and, and exercise and, and, you know, she may think that it's healthy for her. She may feel that it's healthy for her and others around her in her life. It, it might work for them, but it's not good for me to be around it. And so, like I said, I'm not in any way blaming her for my experience, but it's okay for me to recognize that her presence or her comments are triggering to me. And so I need to step back and I can love her from a distance if I feel like she's bringing me down. And again, loving her as in like loving thy neighbor. Um, I don't really know her, but I love her because she's a person and, and I know that she is going through the human experience just like the rest of us. And another thing I thought of as I was talking earlier in the episode, you know, when I was talking about um, how at first something might feel like it works for you. So I want to tie this into a, a very common topic that we deal with because it's, you know, it's a question that I get pretty often, probably most often when it but it's about eating healthy. And I have a lot of friends that have tried different diets like keto and intermittent fasting and all these different diets. And, um, and they say at first it, it's so amazing. And they're like, Oh, well it really worked for me when it worked as it was working, but then they beat themselves up because they hit a point where it's like it was working, but it's not working anymore. And so just like with, with exercise, I recommend just not putting yourself into a box in the first place, because if you put yourself into this box or you try and label yourself, it can be really hard when something does shift within you or within your environment and you decide, you know, I want to make an adjustment, but then you feel confined to this box and you feel guilty for stepping out of the box. So I highly recommend you don't even box yourself in to begin with. I really like that I, and I know that it led me to a disordered place, so I don't like that part of it, but I really like the knowledge and experience that I've gained from trying different diets throughout the years. Now, what I wish I would have known at the time is that it's cool to take inspiration from the different diets, but I don't have to subscribe and I probably never, well, I know I never will be able to just stick to one strict diet for the rest of my life because life is fluid, life changes, we change, our bodies change. And I want to be able to just design my own way of eating that works for me. And same goes with exercise, same goes with your entire life. And really what my brand is all about. My brand is all about designing a life that feels right for you saying, fuck what everybody else thinks, fuck what everybody else is doing. This is about me and how I want to feel and the experience that I want to create while I'm here, the mission that I'm meant to, to, you know, do on this earth that I'm being held back from because I'm putting all these shoulds on myself or I'm allowing others to put all these shoulds onto me. So that was another lesson I wanted to, to bring to you. And then to transition into talking quickly before we end this episode about the self-love challenge. So if you feel like you've been chasing this idea, just stemming off of more off of what I was just saying, if you feel like you've been chasing this idea of what you should be like, who you should be, 
how your body should look, etc. And it's holding you back from actually being present and enjoying life, being able to enjoy the moment without all this judgment and all this cloudy noise judging or blocking your vision. So if you feel like there's this when waiting for you to enjoy life, like for example, when I lose X amount of pounds or when I'm in a relationship, but really you're at this point where you're just ready to freaking enjoy life and let go. I just want you to know that first of all, joy and fulfillment come from accepting the present moment. So it won't matter if your body or your relationship status changes because guess what? You're still the same person internally. And so the big secret that everybody wants to know, how do I actually stick to something? How do I become the person I want to be? Is to start by recognizing that transformation begins from the inside out. It's not the other way around. You don't get a different body and magically, woohoo, I'm a new person. Like it just, unfortunately, it's not that simple. So if you're ready to start to experience true life-altering, long-lasting transformation, then I want to invite you to join us to join us for my free 10-day self-love challenge. So we'll be doing 10 days of radical self-love and covering topics like how you set boundaries with people that you feel like are bringing you down, like I demonstrated in this episode, how to handle bad body image days, and so much more. So if you feel like you're down for that and you want to join us, we are actually starting today. All you have to do to join in is visit the homepage of laurenkepler.com and sign up. It's also in the show notes ready for you. If you know how to use the show notes, I have a, personally have a really hard time figuring out where to find the show notes for most um, podcast episodes. But anyway, laurenkepler.com is pretty easy and it's literally right there. You go to the homepage and it's right under the picture of me and it says in big letters, like basically, hey, here, sign up. This is the place. So sign up there and then you'll get an email right when you sign up and that's going to give you all the instructions and guidance that you need to get into the challenge and to get started. So I really hope to see you in there and I hope you've enjoyed this episode and got something juicy out of it. Even if it's just juicy gossip, I really handed over the tea today (laughs) and I'm wondering if anyone, if you went to running club with me or you're in my running club or any associated and you're listening to this, let me know. I'm curious. Um, But anyway, that's all I have for you this week. We'll chat again next week. But until then, just remember that you are enough and you are doing enough.